a big move in Big D. Ari Graham is here to talk about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl. Remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB and you can get us everywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Make it automatic. And speaking of subscriptions, Make sure you're subscribing over at The Next, thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces on women's basketball every single month. Incredible reporters like Ari Graham, who's joining me, are there, and you are help making that work possible. And I think it's fair to say there is no offseason, Ari, because here we are, the WNBA Finals. I have a faint memory of covering them in person way back on Sunday, but on Tuesday, we are talking about a very different thing, which is the Dallas Wings moving on from head coach Vicki Johnson. We'll get into, obviously, why that happened, what are the critical decisions ahead, and who are the biggest potential winners from this. But, Eric, we start with Vicki, 36-32 over two seasons, um, let go, and I guess just bigger picture, just what's your initial reaction to this decision made by Greg Bibb and company? Well, when I first heard about it, I was very, very surprised. Like, you know, I thought, you know, people were going to be ready. Like, Sue, you know, one more year, one more year just to uh, get it together. (laughs) I mean, with the rotational issues, it just seems like she was just still trying to feel her way through things in her second year. And she was making that progress. So, I don't know, like, why Dallas is in a – I mean, I can see why they're in a win-now mode, but Mm -hmm. changing that coach, having another new coach, they're going to lack that consistency that they have been struggling to find. Continuity. Continuity is just Mm -hmm. the part – I know you've talked about this, about how Mm -hmm. the need for – the biggest thing that's been a recurrent thing in your reporting, which everyone needs to – first of all, the the best Twitter handle on Twitter – at WNBA Loves, make sure you're following. But also just like the reporting has been consistently about uh, trying to find that continuity. It's something Dallas talks about. And and then you go and you make a move like this again, you know, onto your fifth head coach in Dallas since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, it was a very shocking move and I don't think it was a necessarily good move. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you know, maybe something was going on in the locker room. Uh, there could be a number of different factors, but, you know, the main main thing, you know, is what's going on at the top. Why did Bib decide to make this decision? So let's talk a little bit about what was missing from the 2022 Dallas wins. And just, you know, to give a full sense, and, and I'm just going to check my stat. It was actually 32 and 36, not 36 mm-hmm. and 32, but they went from 14 and 18 into the playoffs uh, last year to 18 and 18, you know, they were the sixth seed overall. Uh, you can go by, you know, offensive rating. They were the fourth most efficient team. They were eighth on the defensive side. You saw some progress net rating, pretty similar, but you know, clearly 
a, a number of things had started working among them. Um, and, you know, it's one of my favorite subjects, but Tierra McCallan playing like one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, it's one of these half empty, half full things, right? Tierra McCallan playing like one of those best players in the league. Again, you know, tip of the cap to you. You said, you know, give it time, give it patience, uh, and it happened. But I can't help but sit there and think, geez, you're 18 and 18. If McCallan was playing 30 minutes a game from the start of the season, do you get an extra couple of wins? Do you not have to go up against a Connecticut Sun team that ultimately made it all the way to the WNBA Finals? And, you know, do you think there are parts to that decision that help lead to uh, Greg Bibb moving on from Vicki Johnson. What do you mean? Like not utilizing McCowan enough? Not even just McCowan, but just in general, the fact that, you know, yeah, we saw progress, but were there areas where progress could have happened sooner? You know, do you think that's responsible for it? Do you think that plays a part in it? Um, Cause you're right. You know, from the, you know, from the outside perspective, you just see a team that, you know, was clearly moving and trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was happening in multiple places. And I think, you know, maybe if, you know, Tierra could have gotten going a little sooner, uh, things could have turned out better. I mean, I think that she was a really big piece of that because you finally have, you know, that big person on the inside that was finally filling that big hole that they needed. Um, Another thing, too, though, say she was getting this 30 minutes a game, but in certain matchups, could she necessarily keep up with that? You know, some of the big players are faster. You know, she can get handled sometimes down on the block, not very often. But I think just being thrown into a new system and having to play that many minutes early on um, probably wouldn't have been as as good. But I can see how later on, like, she could have been utilized more, uh, especially towards the postseason. Someone else who was obviously not utilized, I mean, really at all, was Charlie Collier. And, you know, I I heard some pushback about it on Twitter. I I think it's an interesting question. To the extent that Dallas was looking to win now, you say, all right, you're prioritizing veterans over young players. On the other hand, in Charlie, you know, if you have the faith to make her the top overall pick in the 2021 draft, Greg Bibb worked hard to get those picks too. You know, it wasn't, wasn't an easy thing to be able to do that. And then to not give her an on-court opportunity and make her, you know, a DNPCD over and over and over again, you're never going to get a sense of what she is capable of being. The best teams are balancing. The best teams are balancing these opportunities, right? You know, the Connecticut Sun made it to the WNBA finals in part because they gave Natisha Heideman opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so when Jasmine Thomas went down, she was prepared. She was ready to help them. You know, Chicago has done the same thing with Azure Stevens, quite frankly, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, uh, you're very familiar with. Yeah. You know, what do you, do you think the balance was in the right place? Which I know is a little bit of a gray area, but more of a difficult question to answer definitively. Uh, I know that, you know, Dallas had a real opportunity just with the depth. And like you said, if players were given the opportunity, it wasn't just Charlie. I mean, you had guards sitting sitting on the bench, you know, Ty Harris, you know, was sitting there, but then, you know, Veronica gets more minutes, you know, what's, what's the issue there? Um, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, all of these different players, all of this talent and, you know, with the number one pick, 
sitting on the bench, even number two with the walk. Like neither one of them were utilized very much. And then Collier in her first year, she was thrown into the fire. You know, she was just like, here you go. Let's see what you can do. And they were trying to fill that gap that McCowan holds with her. But she didn't, you know, she didn't have that that size. But I feel like that's something that she was working on that she could have, you know, been able to use had she been able to play. In terms of Veronica Burton, uh, she was someone I was extremely high on coming out of school at Northwestern. Her turnovers were off the charts awful for the mm-hmm. first half of this season. She really controlled it in the second half. It's hard for me not to think of her as the best potential pure point guard on this roster at this point. There's no disrespect to Ty Harris, uh, who is very talented as well. But uh, is that where you see it? Is that where you see the pecking order as you kind of take uh, an inventory of what they have at the point guard position? Yeah, um, that's probably the way that it's going to be or continue to be. Like you said, uh, Ty Harris is very talented, but Veronica, you know, isn't, necessarily focus so much as on scoring mm-hmm. but she is focused more on being a distributor you know she was aiding in getting those assists and I think even you know if her and McCowan can build a better connection that'd be even more beneficial I mean but also having Arike and Mabry uh, <laughs> just kind of on opposite ends of the court and being able to have Veronica there to distribute to them would be mm-hmm. good, but it, it just didn't happen that way. You saw Mabry trying to control. It was going back and forth between her and Enrique, and they never really uh, were able to lock that down. You saw Ty Harris get in there, you know, but, you know, she's scoring. There isn't a whole lot of distribution, so. Okay. I, I am so glad you mentioned it, so I want to talk about Morike, as it is informally known, um, the, the duo who I've covered since Notre Dame, um, and how that can work at the 2-3 instead of the 1-2 um, because I think it's really an interesting potential. But there are knock-on effects that obviously matter with all of the bids in the lot, gym there. Uh, first, though, I want to talk about BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info this season. BetOnline.net did not, in fact, have lines on which coach was most likely to be fired first during this offseason, but had a lot of other things. They uh, have had WNBA games. Uh, they have NCAA women's basketball. And that really matters to me, and it should to you as well. I'm not a betting person, but I'm somebody who believes in the equality of it. And so, yes, they have the NFL, they have college football, but they also have women's sports lines. And that is how we go about getting equality. So the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events is betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And so Marike, okay, which is, do you like that nickname? I love that nickname. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Marike. But You know, Marina Mabry, who's somebody, you know, pride in New Jersey, not a surprise, and really impressive in terms of what she did down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, she certainly can be your lead guard and can do very well. You also have a bit of a log jam there, though, where Arite Gumbawali is signed long term uh, to a massive contract in order to be that star we're not even talking about alicia gray who is somebody who arguably is more efficient than either one of them Mm -hmm. and probably the best defender of the three Mm -hmm. so navigating how you put all that together 
you know, I know, I know we've heard Dre is interested in pursuing other opportunities. If that comes to pass, uh, that does feel like a bit of a waste of somebody Dallas was able to draft and who developed on their watch, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm very specifically using that phrase developed on their watch rather than they developed because it's, it's been a mess over and over again <laughs> to know where we're going with it. Right. Yeah. So leave her aside for a moment because it's not to take away from her. In fact, quite the opposite. But is there a scenario where you see, all right, something like Veronica one consistently or even in a timeshare with Ty Harris, uh, Arike at the two and maybe playing that three? Mm -hmm. I almost feel like that was the way that it was supposed to go. Um, But it didn't it just didn't manifest that way. I just. I really don't understand it because she did have that good pecking order. And you even heard Mabry say herself that she was good at playing all of those positions. So why not have that rotation? Why not get it going? Um, Ty Harris, you know, she's a great shooter. You could put her in there, have you some more scoring. It's just you could have you could have had that rotating better. But, yeah, I like I like that. And then having Arike and uh, Mabry on those opposite ends. I mean, you have that rotation going. Who could stop them? I just... You say, you, you know, it didn't go that way. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, but again, mm-hmm. it's like um, circumstances don't just have to happen to the Dallas wins. Like they can take control of their own destiny, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I remember we're talking to Greg Bibb preseason and mm-hmm. Greg Bibb was talking about, yeah, yeah. Mabry is somebody who we really value anywhere one through three. And mm-hmm. then, it doesn't happen. You know, he, he talked about Tierra McCowan being the biggest part of this offseason. And then there's this extended delay. And so I'm just going back to like a potential disconnect between front office and head coach when we think about why Vicky Johnson isn't the head coach of the Dallas Wins anymore. And it just seems to me like a lack of optimization of what Dallas had before them. So seeing her at three makes a lot of sense. Here's the thing. If you've got a scenario where you've got the dual players at one, like we talked about, if you've mm-hmm. got Arike at two and you've got Marina Mabry at three, now you've got two spots in that lineup for a whole mm-hmm. bunch of bigs, two mm-hmm. spots in total. So does that leave enough room for the number of bigs that Dallas has, you need to reconfigure. You know, we're, we talked about the bigs. We haven't even gotten into Izzy Harrison. We haven't even gotten into Bella Allery, who mm-hmm. they, they still have the rights to and mm-hmm. potentially could return under a different scenario. Someone, you know, a talented young player who's still within her rookie deal. Yeah. No, I mean, I do feel like there will still be room because, again, it'll be dependent on the matchup. And it'll also give, you know, other players opportunity with uh Harrison and McCowan and even Allery, who was a huge part of uh, the rebounding that uh, Dallas was doing last season. You just have to have that rotation based off of the matchup. And, you know, Greg Bibb did aggregate these picks to make uh, a good team, but uh, maybe Johnson just didn't know how to utilize them the way that he wanted them to. And like you said, there was, there was that disconnect, but at one point, are you going to let the coach make those moves? Because you see a lot of places where you, you got the coach acting as the GM as well um, that are doing better. Mm-hmm. So why not let a, let someone come in and you know take that off of your hands and make it work? There's a big opportunity here. There's so much talent in Dallas. There's a chance to do it. 
it's so interesting. I, I feel like it goes back and forth, right? You could say, all right, well, Las Vegas uh, had a division of labor and they won this past year. You know, you, but you have to go all the way back to last year to find a GM and head coach combination and James Wade, who, you know, mm -hmm. pulled the duel. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of success stories around where we've seen it. I, I just, it keeps coming back to, for me, a real question of what's the direction and how is how is the team allowed to do it? So, you know, but you're dreaming big. Cheryl Reeve is a free agent, and she spoke about that at the end of it. You know, Kurt Miller is still under contract. Kurt Miller has managed to do more with less with the Connecticut Sun year in and year out. What's your ideal, if you're the Dallas Wings, for bringing somebody in in that dual role? Is it one of those two people? Is it somebody else? Is it uh, promoting a young, hungry coach and making sure that she is supported by a general manager? You, you know, what's your play here? Let's say you were Greg Bibb. What are you doing in that spot? Yeah, I'm not going to go with just a young, hungry coach because that's what Johnson was. I really think what this locker room needs is someone that has taken a team to a championship or at least knows how to. Um, and that can also play that dual role as well. I think Cheryl Reeve and Greg Bibb might have a little. And, you know, Cheryl Reeve is not going to take anything from anyone in that locker room, which is probably why she was the most successful with all of that talent. Uh, throughout all of those years. Yeah, I mean, if, if anybody knows how to balance talent, that is Cheryl Reeve, mm -hmm. that is for sure. You know, to me, if you split up the roles, there are some key assistants who make sense, who are, in fact, I think overdue to get these opportunities. You have um, somebody like Brandy Poole, who has worked under Kurt Miller, somebody who is tremendously impressive. Somebody like Latricia Trammell is just the person who could come in and get Dallas where it needs to be defensively. Uh, LT has done a tremendous job defensively with the LA Sparks. And I, again, whatever happened this year, you <laughs> not lay it at the feet of Latricia Trammell. There are these folks who can come in and really help turn Dallas into something legitimate. Um, but I do think it comes back to, and I just, this is the bigger question. The structure in place now with Greg, with Amber Cox, who has a track record of success in front offices uh, across the board, from Phoenix over to the Connecticut Sun as well. Is the bigger thing for you who they hire? Or is the bigger thing committing to whatever it is that they choose to do this offseason for three to four years? Because that is just continuity we haven't seen. Yeah, I think it is based off of, you know, who they hire. Again, a lot of this starts at the top. It's not uh, on the coach. So when you talk about someone like Amber Cox that has been successful um, in those areas, like it, it'll be good. You just have to have someone that has that experience uh, that can keep a good hold on to the organization. So I want to get last and not least into winners and losers out of mm -hmm. this who are the biggest winners among the holdover players in Dallas from this move? And who are the people who you think might potentially suffer the most as a result of it? One of the people so far, I mean, is Isabel Harrison. You have this player with all of this talent um, that, like you said, is being wasted away. Same thing with Alicia Gray. Um, she could be a big part of this um, 
that could be missed if she if she decides to leave. Um, like you say, you have Charlie Collier just sitting there, wasting away. So I think really anyone who's sitting on the bench, that's who's going to have an effect on the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasting away. I I can't. The top overall pick. And I you know I I had a bunch of people say say on Twitter. You know, well, we don't know what she could do, or she might have this limitation. Sure, mm-hmm. we you don't know. This is how you mm-hmm. find out. This is how players develop. You, mm-hmm. They they cannot develop if they don't play. They can, I I just I talked to Bree Jones on Sunday night mm-hmm. after that game was over. Bree Jones is going to make a ton of money this offseason, and rightly so. She mm-hmm. is a max player in this league. Bree Jones didn't even know. She was this good, she told me, until 2021. Mm. Didn't even know that because what did it take? It took getting these opportunities. It took putting in the reps. It took playing regularly in the best league in the world. I, uh, it, 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 makes, it makes my head hurt sometimes uh, what happens in Dallas. Well, speaking of what happens in Dallas, I, it's really interesting to me um, because obviously the wins are – first and foremost in my mind, and for all of you who I thank for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen. Um, but interestingly enough, um, there is a Dallas, I, I must be some sort of startup team in a league called the NBA, the National Basketball Association, it's called. Um, it, are they getting any kind of buzz going on in Dallas? They're called the Mavericks. Oh, yeah, the Mavericks. They're getting they're getting some buzz. Um, just just a little bit, you know, with with Luca on there, you know, just you know, balling out overseas and you know, getting ready to come back, you know, just just a little bit. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard Luke, Luke is like like a Marina Mabry type, but taller. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that, yeah. <laughs> just so, a little more. So. A little bit, a little bit. So again, if you want to follow these the Mavericks as they're called, go and make the NBA top fifty on Locked On NBA your second listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line most this season? Locked on and the Bet Online odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players. Find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Again, want to circle back very quickly and thank Bet Online, Bet Online, your source for all the latest odds, news, and scores. Everyone, if you're not watching us on YouTube where we've got the beautiful graphics, make sure you are following Ari Graham at WNBA Love uh, on Twitter, uh, Mm -hmm. doing such great work, a wonderful season covering the wins. Uh, I'm grateful to have you as part of the team at the next hoops.com. And uh, I dare say you have uh, some additional work coming in your very near future. Yeah. Like you said, there's, there's no true off season and you know, this is just the beginning uh, <laughs> of something that's gonna, a lot of things is gonna take place. So I'm very excited about all of it. Well, thank you to our listeners, and make sure you tune in again tomorrow and every weekday, uh, where you're gonna get to hear about everything going on in women's basketball. The World Cup is here. Isabel Rodriguez is gonna join us as well, and we're gonna hear from her about all things Australia 2022. So until then, I am Howard Magdal, founder and editor of the Next. Wishing you a wonderful Wednesday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.